Former U.S. National Rugby Team Captain. Team Captain. Head Coach and General Manager. General Manager. Now, the co-founder and CEO of the New England Free Jacks. Now, now, Full Contact CEO with Alex Magleby. Hey everyone, thanks for joining Full Contact CEO today. I'm your host, Alex Magleby. I'm also co-founder and CEO of the High Flying New England Free Jacks and Heritage Sports Ventures. Joining us today on the pod is one of the head dudes and co-founder of Dude Wipes, Ryan Megan, winning a visionary award in 2013, trending on Twitter, being on the uh, shorts originally of MMA fighter Tyrone Wood- Woodley. Did I say that right? Yep. So carrying on, yeah, Shark Tank. Dude, Dude Wipes has graced our presence in plenty of amazing ways with a great sense of humor and a great product. You can now catch them, of course, on the Free Jacks Shorts, which is the greatest sports marketing endeavor in the history of the world. Welcome along, Ryan. Great to have you. Thanks for having me, Alex. Super excited to be here. And you're about to have a child. This is, and you found time for us, which is fantastic. I, I am. I was wondering all week if we were going to have to do a last minute cancel if my fiance went into labor. Baby girls being stubborn and going uh, full term, it seems. So we is got this, a couple days here. Is this number one? This is number one for me, yeah. Oh, so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank fantastic. you very much. So we'll, we'll jump through this. We're going to do a word game real quick just to get warmed up. I'll say a word. First thing that comes to your mind. Cool? Cool. Dude. Dude. <laughs> toilet, <laughs> toilet paper? Yeah. White Sox. Yes. El Duderino. The man. Mark Cuban. Also the man. The future. Dude wipes. Everywhere. Everywhere. So, uh, dude wipes is now second only to Cottonelle in bottom wiping products. Is that true? That is correct. We are the number two uh, moist toilet tissue is the is the, is the category That's specific good. name, but plus we'll wipe as well in the country. So it's we we just we've we've risen above Charmin recently. So we're just fantastic. And this is a company that is less than a decade old. So let's peel that back. How did you you grew up in Illinois, right? That's correct. Uh, south suburbs of Chicago. So you're a White Sox fan. You hate the Cubs. That is correct. <laughs> but a Bears fan. Bears fan, Bears, Bulls, Sox. You grew up in the Bulls glory days with Jordan. I did. I, w- I was just lucky enough to be old enough to to remember all of it. So not complaining. If I had a choice, it would have been a little bit better to be in like my late teens, early 20s. So I could in- enjoy some some bevies. But no, it was it was great. That's great. And you actually played basketball high school and college? I did. Yeah, I played played high school and then I played at a D3 small school in Naperville, Illinois. It's called Benedictine University. I played there for for a few years as well in in college. The Eagles of D three Eagles, yeah, that's great. Okay, so how did Dude Wipes come about? So Dude Wipes came about. My partners and I, Sean, Jeff, we were living in an apartment together just after college, and Sean had come onto this routine using baby wipes, sort of the tail end of college, and then he brought this into the apartment where he would come home with bulk packs of baby wipes from Sam's club. So at first we all kind of like, you know, looked at him weird or laughed. Oh, that's cool. Whatever. And he's like, no, you know, you have to try this. He's like, I promise it's, you know, you won't feel any better after taking care of your business. He's like toilet paper, you know, just doesn't get the job done. So quickly we all got addicted to that routine. So it was, it was amazing and felt extra clean, extra fresh. And it was like, yeah, this, this works. So. 
we all had our normal nine to five jobs. We're talking, this is like 2012, 2013-ish. And we finally, over what we like to say, many beers and, and late night burritos, kept talking about our entrepreneurial spirits and wanting to do something and start a company. So finally, we had the aha idea, you know, maybe there's something to this wipes thing we're doing. So we kind of figured, you know, at the time we were all in our mid-20s, we figured that we probably weren't the only guys you know, doing this. And after research on the market, there was only stuff for women and babies. So we saw a huge opportunity that, you know, if this works, you know, we, we, we could be really onto something in a very early stage of, you know, kind of a, a new market and a new way to do things in your bathroom routine. So we, we called ourselves and other guys at the closet wipers, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't really talk about it, whatever, but you can only talk about it with your friends. So we knew there had to be other closet wipers out there. So we, we were for sure thinking we would get the closet wipers on board with, with white brand for guys. And then the bigger bet would be talking the rest of the male population into this routine, which they probably have never heard of. And back then still, you know, guys taking care of themselves and things like that was, was still, you know, in the early stages. So it could be seen as, you know, kind of taboo and like, eh, I don't you know if a guy's going to, you know, use a wet wipe down there or whatever. So. But anyways, we, we, we took the plunge, decided to call it dude and dude no, wipes. Unintended. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we were excited about those bets on, on talking guys into doing this. And we, we knew we, if we could just get people to try that, we would have a good opportunity for them to understand that this truly is a, a better way to go about your, your number two routine. So out of that apartment, we found a manufacturer, one of the biggest and uh, most respected manufacturers of flushable wipes in the world we got hooked up with. And luckily for us at the time, they, they bought into our vision and they saw the potential growth of the flushable wipes category that the U S was on the precipice of and saw the, that there probably was going to be male brands eventually. So they let us do an extremely small minimum order. The few of us put together 30 K of our own money and we got a few pallets stored them in the spare bedroom and started how any, you know, small startup out of a garage starts and just friends and family, that sort of thing. And, and so on and so forth. So that's kind of setting the table of how everything came about until we kind of got product in our hands. I mean, a purely a branding company, taking a product that already existing, repackaging it, rebranding it for a different market, or did you change the product itself? No, the, the product is pretty consistent. What we did is make it bigger. What we, what we called at the time and have some different messaging for it now, but dude size is what we say is it's a little bit bigger. It's about 35% bigger than the competitors on the market. So that was, you know, one selling point. And then what we did out of the gates actually, and, and part of the reason why we were driven to start the company was we got frustrated being at the office, being at bars, being at concerts. And no way we're going to carry around this bulk pack of baby wipes with us. Right. So what we did out of the gates, excuse me, <laughs> no, it's all good. What we did out of the gates was we came out with the individual travel single sachets. So that was kind of our differentiator to go to market, carry it in your pocket, your wallet, you know, glove compartment, gym bag, super easy to transport, having them on the go. That was our go-to-market strategy. So that's what we did. And that's how we kind of got our attention. Our players absolutely love them. They carry them everywhere they go, which is yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, those little travel ones. They, 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 they Exactly. Totally yeah. They're super convenient. 
But you're talking about this is not a software company. I mean, you're talking actually a massive volume consumer product business, which effectively there's two or three big companies in the world that do everything, right? And now you're really taking them on, which is just, it's a fascinating to me that you guys were like, no, no, we're going to be able to do this. And how did you get then into, you, you kind of do the small marketing, getting your buddies to use it, but how did you go from there to, you know, millions and millions in sales? Yeah. So it, it really truly was just an everyday grind, you know, talking to anybody you could talk to about it, you know, emailing anybody that you could email that we thought may be a, a, a lateral move or a stepping stone to help us in any realm of the business, just trying to get eyes on it, talking to people that had experience in building startups in CPG world or just in general, because retail too is, is a completely different monster. It's very unique in, in how it works. So we had no experience in retail. So we literally were, were learning on the fly. For the first few years, we all still had our normal nine to five jobs. So this was you know, lunch breaks, you know, weekends, evenings, the whole nine to get it to where it could even be realistic for us to do this full time. So the best part about those single sachets, though, is where they were inexpensive and an awesome marketing tool. So once we got those into people's hands, we started to see the buzz created, you know, social media helped a ton with, you know, we're a product, you know, from day one, you know, through presently that that people talk about they go they go on even joe schmo with 150 followers will will pass us by in a walmart and take a picture and talk about us on social media so yeah. being in that era helped a ton having a shoestring budget so we what it does what it does sorry to interrupt it, it gives it a medium by which people can talk about relatively uncomfortable things right yes yeah and and, and have a, a bit of humor about it but like, yeah for sure whether it's what are these or this is the dumbest thing ever or blah, blah, blah. Like they were talking about us. Yeah. So the, the other thing at the top, back to sampling a little bit was it, the 2013, 14, 15 was the rise of like subscription box companies. So, and a lot of those were startups. So they were looking for products just to fill their boxes. So we were able to do like a lot of free stuff just at product cost and get the product out there to, you know, thousands of people. So. Slowly but surely, that's kind of how we built things in the in the early days. Was and, it direct to consumer at that point? Like, so I, let's just say, yeah, 2014, I get a, a box subscription. Here comes uh, some dude wipes. I love them. Wow, these are fantastic. Never felt so good and clean. How do I, at that time, then order them? Is that straight from you guys? It was either, it, it was, we didn't turn our website on in a, in a decent way for a few years into it because it was expensive for us to ship. So we actually were big believers, thankfully, in Amazon from an early stage. So we got on Amazon virtually in the life of the company right away, but probably within the first like uh, year to 18 months, we got on, we got on Amazon. And that was a way for us to, you know, have visibility, have an easy way for consumers to find us and for us to um, make a little bit of profit. And then what we just did was put all the profit back into reorders. So we were always just trying to get to that next reorder. So, you know, that's kind of 2013 to 2015 life. We got on a, a hoist of other websites, drugstore and walgreens.com, you know, some other e-commerce sites and just reorder, reorder, reorder. That was, that was just our goal at the time. And meanwhile, we were trying to build the buzz of the company and also chase what was our, you know, dream of getting on, you know, every retail shelf in the country. So 
we were chasing brick and mortar meetings throughout those early years, which is not easy. Easy. Even to get the meeting is hard, right? Exactly. So finding the, the buyer is like a needle in the haystack, especially for, you know, a bunch of clowns like us that had no business being retail at the time or any, any idea about retail distribution. Um, yeah, exactly. And then you're so small, even when we got to the right people or like, well, we need to see some, you know, some, some sales and, you know, some, some growth trends and things like that, which we, we still didn't have. So our first big break came in 2015 where a buyer at Crow saw the division and opportunity as well and said, you know, I'm going to give you guys a chance. And he put us in all like 1500 Kroger stores across the country in the toilet paper next to Cottonelle, Charmin and their private label. So wait, 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 you guys are like, that's awesome. And then is it like, oh crap, again, no pun intended. How are we going to create that, that supply? How are we going to get those actual products to that many stores at the same time? Was that like that to me is a huge logistical challenge, seemingly. Yeah, it, it is. Luckily, by that point, we had, you know, built up a little bit of, I'm not going to say a, a crazy, you know, treasure chest of capital, but we had built up a little bit uh, of momentum. And again, we were running really lean. So Sean was the only guy full time at that point is in at a really successful career in investment banking for Deutsche Bank. So he was kind of bankrolling some of the stuff we were doing, but then the lucky, the luckiest aspect was getting on Shark Tank, getting the investment from Cuba, all kind of within, this all happened within kind of like a six month period. And that money from Mark paid for basically the huge rollout of Kroger. So wait, so, getting on the Shark Tank, do you have to try out to get on? Is that like something? Yeah, you-, you go through like a four to six month process to even get down to like where you're, you, you know, and feel that you're like one of the last companies that, that is vying for a spot to get called out to LA to pitch. And once you go out to pitch, there's still like, they, they, they run all this paperwork and they drill into your head. There's no guarantees with this. There's no guarantees you pitch. If you pitch, there's no guarantees it airs like so on and so forth. So there's still a lot of what ifs, but we, we did get, uh, to pitch out there, which was obviously, which was amazing. And then, then you play the waiting game of like, okay, is this going to air? When it, when is it going to air? So ours aired, take it a step back. We pitched in June of 2015 and then we aired in October of 2015. Okay. So, Did you meet Max, Max Swedlow when you were doing that, by the way? He's an old teammate of mine who's the producer. Great guy. That doesn't sound familiar. I don't know if we did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would know Max. He's fantastic. But did you guys, was the impetus for that investment or were you guys, this is really good marketing for us if we get on Shark Tank? Was it like, we actually need the investment or was it just, this is, we're going to do this because it's great for our brand? And- a little bit of both. A little yeah. bit of both. We, we were, you know, kind of those super confident, blind entrepreneurs at the time. Like we just all always felt really great about this and that we were going to make it work and make it happen. And a lot of that came, that confidence came from seeing just general public's reactions to it. You know, like we, we would have fun sometimes. We'd, we'd go set a couple of dude wipes down, like at the end of the bar of a bar we were at and then just walk away and you'd watch people just chat and chat and chat about it and laughing and like, oh my God, looking at it, passing around groups of friends. And then as I uh, alluded to earlier, the social media chatter organically. So we always felt really good about it. So in terms of Shark Tank, we were like, Let's just take it as far as they, they let us go. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we're going on there for a exposure. And if we get offered to us that we think is, you know, not going to cripple the company, we're going to take it. And hopefully it's from Mark Cuban. 
And that ended up coming to fruition, which is great. Okay. So he, I read he invested 300000 which at the time was a valuation of 25%. Mm-hmm. And does that, does he then continue on so he doesn't get diluted in time? Or like, how's the, what's the, what's, what's the life cycle? Yeah, it's, it's legitimate equity in, in the yeah. company. We actually, he's, he's a good dude. We actually he's a good were dude. able to negotiate offline after the show to, to make it a little bit favorable, more favorable of a deal for less money and less equity that we came to terms at. But no, he's, he's a, he's a true equity holder in the company and you know, it, it works just how any, any other sort of invest and, and, and brand or, or business work, you know, if new money comes on, you know, there's delusion factors and all that stuff, but, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's full fledged. Uh, you know, yeah. he was a rugby player in Indiana. He's, he's great. He's, he keeps saying he's going to come on the show. So hopefully we'll get him on full contact and I'll ask him the question in reverse. There you go. <laughs> but is it, I'm sure he's very pleased with his investment. In <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's, the, he's great. You know, the best part about Mark is that is, is uh, we have to say his door is always open, which is AKA his email is always open and gives great advice, blunt advice, whether you want to hear it or not, but is always going to shoot you straight. But it's not like taking money from, you know, private equity or something like that. That's going to potentially micromanage you or, you know, get involved in the day-to-day -day stuff. So we have the freedom to be ourselves and use him and his amazing network, you know, to our advantage. You're not being forced to lever up, yeah, on debt to, for a sale in a few years. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, which is great. So how'd you get on Woodley's shorts back in the day? Yeah, so that was the first major kind of uh, stunt marketing play that we ever, it was just a general inquiry. And I, I was like, hmm, this is interesting, you know. And at the time, you know, I, I was into MMA uh, a little bit, but had had friends that were even more into it. So I kind of picked their brains about it and they're like, you know, yeah, this is a, this is a main, the main event of this, this pay-per-view card. It's going to get, you know, probably a million or so. And at the time it was only for like a few grand. So this was before the, the universal Reebok deals and the monster deals. So all the fighters back then, for those that don't know, were able to negotiate their own terms for all of their deals. That's why they, they look like billboards. They had like all these little patches all, all over the Yeah, 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 yeah. Because those were all individual deals and each one of those was money for them. Because, you know, the UFC. NASCAR, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we were able to get a great deal and and do the shorts, the back the butt of the shorts with Dude Wipes Huge on it. And again, you know, a lot of things, you know, you have to work as, you know, harder than you, you could ever imagine to, to get things done and, and build a business. But you have to get lucky along the way. And, and this was another place where we got lucky. The fight was so boring. Both guys just stood on their feet the whole time and just kind of danced around. And so the camera was just on dude wipes the entire time. And everyone went to Twitter, dude wipes, dude wipes, dude wipes, dude wipes. And we ended up being the number three trending topic worldwide that night. This was back in 2014. So this was, you know, again, very early on. We had never done a national marketing play like this. But that night was, again, reinforcement for that confidence of like, this brand does something, you know, this, this brand has legs, people talk about it. So it was, uh, it was extremely fun and a, and a huge confidence builder. The, I mean, you guys do a tremendous, and, and my understanding is UFC took over the shorts basically right after that, because they saw the, the value. You guys, you have this great company in terms of creating this product that people want, branding it, getting the supply chain right to get into the big box stores, the, the Walmarts of the world, great relationship to start with Amazon, but really you're also a content company. If you look at the media and how quickly you guys respond 
to the world via via social media. How, how do you do that? Like, how, how do you guys strategically drive that, tactically drive that? Yeah, we love immersing ourselves in the conversation. We never lose that startup mentality of just kind of being on the ball, quick-witted, responding to, like you said, just current events, pop culture, and it just gets eyeballs on, it gets an appreciation, it gets a laugh, and people love that about the brand. So the brand is kind of a is kind of a lifestyle brand in and of and a, and a media company as well. I like how you put that to keep ourselves relevant, to keep ourselves top of mind for the consumer and to keep building that awareness because ultimately we know that, you know, while millions and millions of people have heard of us, there's, you know, it's a big country, which is great for opportunity. There's millions more that we need to tap into. So we always act nimbly amongst, you know, kind of the founders group and some of our hires that are on the content and social media side to just never, like I said, lose that sort of startup mentality and just grinding every day. Like our, our social media guy, Greg, Greg Barrett, great dude, super smart PR and, 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 and social media guy. He literally just searches like poop, Taco Bell, like castles, like every day on Twitter. And he'll just comment on, on yeah. it. You know? Like he'll see something about food and he'll, he'll just say that looks sloppy. And he'll be like, where do we send the wipes? Yeah. Love it. You know, and, and we send out, you know, they'll DM us their address and we'll send them a free package. Like that, that lasts with people, you know, we make an impression on people. Um, I know like an athlete shuts their pants and you're like, immediately you guys yeah. responded and got them using dude webs. Ex exactly. So yeah, we've done that with Archie Bradley was the closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks at the yeah. time and got some good pub out of that. We did the whole Isaiah Crowell thing when he wiped his butt with the football for his touchdown dance. That went insanely viral. We, we paid him to do a post and then he subsequently got fined that same day that the post went viral. So people thought we paid him to pay his fine. So it, 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 that went nuts. So yeah, all these moments, you know, we like to say the internet gods just kind of create for us. Um, and we, we just, we just roll with the punches on a day-to-day -day cadence. You know, we have a set strategy and, and, you know, organized posting sort of schedule, but at the same time, as you know, you never know what the internet's gonna, gonna chalk up. So like the other day. Someone tagged us a Sunday night. I guess we were in the Family Guy episode. Just like a little pack of dude wipes sitting on the ground and Stewie's at the bathroom. Uh, so, like, you never know. Perfect for Stewie. Yeah. Yeah, very, just very impressed with your reactionary marketing and, and just how quickly you guys respond. And, and do you, is that all internal? It is. Is it a third party? Okay, that's great. That's great. And that's a really good lesson for us in terms of social media. I mean, I think our team does a, does a great job. But just how quickly and you guys are on top of some really electric opportunities for for virality which is which is fantastic so what's sure. next you guys continue to to increase sales you know you're now hovering approaching that kind of 100 million revenue mark it's real do you create more products is that something you guys learn not to do like what's the what's the future hold yeah so for for the listeners i guess from 20 15, 2016, when we got the Kroger deal, the Shark Tank deal. From then till present, we just grinded to build our brick and mortar presence, build our Amazon presence. And we've been able to do that. So now we're in over 15,000 stores nationwide, every Walmart in the country, every Target in the country. Kroger's obviously still going well. And then we've picked up other, other major retailers, you know, both local and uh, national from grocery to, uh, to mass and all that good stuff. So that's kind of where we're at now. And our, our, 
Our goal now is building, the pandemic gave us a refocus on flushable wipes as the, the core to our business. We're a wipes company and, and products around the toilet. We experimented with, you know, the, what we thought was low hanging fruit to expand in deodorants and soaps and deodorant spray and stuff like that. We tried it and it just didn't work. Those are crowded spaces with big, super successful brands. And the pandemic gave us, you know, laser focus back on flushable wipes and we're super pumped about it. And it was a great lesson to be learned that you can't be everything to everybody. Just kind of be who we are. And it's always been dude wipes. So we have a, a couple of different, we have one different scent out there now. It's called Dude Wipes Mint Chill. It's doing really well. And and basically it's taking all of our brick, brick and mortar placements from like the one packs to getting those into like two packs and three packs and four packs and then getting the new scent in there. So basically increasing our shelf space facings and then getting multi-packs into all the brick and mortar relationships that we have. And that's going really well. We've been doing that over the the last 14 months and we've gotten just about all the the big boys on board with those multi-packs so that's how we've been um increasing revenue and, and that's the the true growth opportunity for us and, and staying focused on wipes laser focus you guys have a bidet as well is that we do we have a bidet the dude wiper 1000 it is called <laughs> uh, we're, we're having fun with that you know just how <clears throat> To give you a, an example of the education that needed to happen with flushable wipes, it's still not even close, which is amazing. The opportunity there, there in the white space for us to grow. Household penetration for dry toilet paper is 100% in the U.S. Flushable wipes is only at about 30%. So yeah. there's still an amazing opportunity there to grow. Bidets are even lower than that. They're well behind flushable wipes here. Like us in America... No, it takes us some okay. time to, to adapt. So we have a day that people love when they use it, but that's another thing where people are like, whoa, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, but it's really nice when you use it. Um, and then uh, new product lines we're very excited about is Dude Bombs. So Dude Bombs are a, before you take care of business, you drop. we have this little pod and you drop the pod into the toilet and it's a soluble packaging and it, and it just kind of disperses and creates kind of like a, a smell cloud. It, yeah, it, it, it creates sort of a barrier between your business and the stank that comes along with it. And it blocks it from, from escaping the, the toilet. So, so, and it's super fun. Obviously with Dude Bombs, we have a blast with the marketing. There's yeah. things we can do. So that's only been out for less than a couple of years. And then to a company that we just came out with Dude Bombs Toilets. So I'm, you know, you know, the, some of the competitors out there yeah. that have been out there with the, with the toilet spray doing really well. We've just jumped into their, to that category as well. And we see that as a, as a super huge potential category for us to keep growing. So we're, we're, we're pumped I, I about it. I imagine with the growth you've had in sales, the quality of the branding and marketing and the number of points of sale you have now that you would be an ideal target from the big consumer products like a Procter and Gamble. Is that, do you guys continue to get harassed is probably the wrong word, but is that something that is in the mix of your day to day? Um, it's, <clears throat> we have people that kind of field those inquiries for us, but you know, some, some are taken more serious than others, but at the same time, we're kind of uh, super focused on getting to some, some revenue and goal, goal goals that, you know, we always had set out for ourselves and we're highly determined to do that. But the ultimate goal has, has always been an exit. 
So, yeah. um, you know, I can't lie about that. That's, that was, was the goal, but we feel like there's, there's a lot, there's, there's, you know, definitely some boxes for us to check that we wanted to accomplish ourselves. You know, we love to tackle the, the big box whales of, uh, you know, like Sam's club in, in, in Costco, we're doing, we're doing some good business with, with Sam's club. Now we're trying to get it to be an everyday item there. And then Costco would be like a, a big whale as well for us to, uh, to conquer. Cause those revenue or excuse me, those volumes at, at the club level are massive. Are, are massive for sure. So, but the good news is, is that what we have going for us now is amazing and there's there's huge growth opp opportunity there to take care of our current customers who we've grown with and, and we're great partners with and we're so grateful for, but we're also grateful for the re relationship we have with our manufacturer who's been with us every step of the way and who we're have a good amount of capacity runway with to be able to take on some of those bigger and better things as they come along as well so you're very well positioned it's it's, it's really exactly yep Speaking of tackling things, you, now you're in uh, sports teams in terms of the, the marketing and branding. NYCFC recently on the sleeve, they actually did a hilarious uh, video or two that I saw. It was great. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, the Free Jacks, which, you know, every Absolutely. time we play, anytime anybody sees it, it's usually the first thing they comment on if they're new to the sport, which is brilliant. Um, yep. It's, it's really brilliant. Has that given you guys what you're looking for in terms of content creation, new audiences? No, ab absolutely. We love the partnership with the Free Jacks. It's just right up our alley. You know, shout out to, to Tim on your team region for reaching out and, and doing the, the Tyron Woodley uh, special, if you will, putting dude wipes on the back of his guys' shorts. It's created a ton of buzz, a lot of fun for, for us. I'm sure a lot of fun for you guys in your community. And, and we love it. It's right up our alley, like I said. So we couldn't be happier and, and we love following along. Loved the St. Paddy's Day kits that you guys had. It was gorgeous, right? Yeah. So I have the red ones on Saturday and the dude whites will be on it on Saturday, which will be fantastic. And hopefully awesome. we'll be approaching a, a sold out crowd. It's our Apre rugby uh, festival, which is really cool. And there's a college tournament beforehand. Oh, it's beautiful. A qualifier. There's youth rugby at halftime. There's some great bands, fireworks. It'll be, it's an awesome day. It'll be a fantastic awesome. day. Beautiful. For, for the Free Jacks and the dude white families. Rapid fire. Any regrets with the company that you look back on? No, I mean, the, the highs, the lows, the, the yeses and nos. I didn't mean to, to rhyme there, but it sounded pretty good. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> myself. <laughs> Might have to take that one with me. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, no, it's just all part of the journey. You, you, you really have to, um, you really just have to take it all in stride and understand that, you know, no, nothing's very, very rarely does anything happen overnight and if, if it does it's probably too good to be true so you got to take your lumps you got to take your hits and kind of enjoy the process as they say i know it sounds super cliche but there's no there's no quick way there you know you, you just got to build and build and build and a lot of that along the way comes with you know lessons that you need to learn that you know you, you may be going down one path and you think that's the answer but it doesn't come to fruition but then something else happens, you know, maybe 90 days, six months or a year later. And it's, you're like, you know, that makes sense why, you know, this route's working and what we really wanted to do wasn't, wasn't the best thing at the time. So no, no regrets. You started out four co-founders. Is everybody still involved? You know, partnerships can be really hard, especially as, as, as you find success. Sometimes that's the hardest. How, how has that been? 
Yeah, no, everything's good. The four of us are lifelong friends. You know, everybody is, is involved to some degree. And we haven't had any really of those nightmare stories that you hear, yeah. you know, original follow you. So yeah. we've been lucky. Yeah. Favorite moments? Ooh. Might have to go besides with Tom. The, besides the free junk shorts, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to go with Tom Brady quote here and the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Chicago person oh, quoting Tom Brady. Brady, I love it. Thank we're, you. We're, we're, we're always, you know, looking for the next one. That's fantastic. Your elevator pitch, uh, you meet somebody in an elevator who's not yet a dude wipe user. What's the, what's the pitch? You know, I don't even know if I'd be able to like rattle off that quick 30 second uh, one, even though that's kind of the quick. How is your wife? Like? <laughs> yeah. I would, Are you I would, comfortable? I would probably just hand him a dude wipe and say, yeah. you'll, you'll know when you need it. And after yeah. you do, you'll be a user for life. Yeah. Walk away. That is awesome. My last question, and when I ask everybody, just bring it full circle. If you're in my shoes and you're running the Free Jacks today and growing the sports entertainment company, what would you be focused on? I think I would be focused on, you know, kind of similar to our strategy is just galvanize your 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 local community and, and everyone close to you locally. You know, start start in your own backyard and build out from there. You know, if you try to if you try to extend yourself too far, you you leave kind of maybe the the might be most engaged with you, you know, left behind or not giving them enough of what they might be yearning for from a, from a passion standpoint to get behind you. So I would say galvanize everything from from your own backyard and and build up from there. Well said. Street by street, block by block, but never forget where you come from. Exactly. Uh, Ryan, fantastic. Is there social? Are you on social media? How do people um, follow you? Get a hold of you? What's the best way? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm still part of uh, the an initial team that uh, runs our everyday social. So we're uh, at, wipes, at dude wipes on all platforms. So uh, from a personal standpoint, I don't really really get involved, sit in the weeds, and uh, I don't even go on mine anymore. I'm I'm just on dude wipes all the time. So. Dude wipes, that's fantastic. Well, you're doing a brilliant job with it. The, the social game. Thanks so much, man. As are you guys, and I'm looking for looking forward to the continued great partnership with you guys and and seeing rugby grow here. And best of luck in the next couple of days to you and the misses. And then once Thank everything you. settles down, we'd love to have you do a free jacks match. It, it'll be electric. We'll, we'll have to get a we'll have to get a little free jacks onesie with the with dude wipes on. Absolutely, that's. That was, I gotta talk, I'll talk to Tim. Brilliant, I love it. Ryan, thank you. Thanks for listening, thank everybody, to the latest episode of Full Contact CEO. Stay tuned for a slate of exciting guests in the world of sports business. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And make sure you followed your dude wipes and get some on Amazon at your local store because they're amazing. Ryan, fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alex.